Once upon a time, there was a new crossover that refused to play by the rules. It flipped the script and made all the others look like fools. Featuring styling that's sexier by far and handles like a rock star. Introducing the first ever Toyota CHR. Enjoy agile handling in the body of a seductive crossover that comes with standard 18-inch alloy wheels. The first ever Toyota CHR. The perfect ride to spin your own tail. Toyota. Let's go places. Welcome to Conversations That Heal. This is your host, Susan Jacoby. I want to explore the message your emotional pain is bringing you. Before we dive in, I want to tell you about my book, How to Love Yourself, Hope After Child Abuse. It's available on Amazon in the Kindle and paperback form. My intent in writing the book is to support survivors by letting them know that they are not alone and to remove the stigma and shame surrounding child abuse. Visit Amazon to pick up your Kindle or paperback copy. Pain. We've all been there. You fall and you hurt your knee. You have a stomach ache, a headache. Then there's the pain created by words which destroy your inner confidence, cutting through all what you thought you were or wanted to be, like a knife cuts through soft butter. For some of us, like myself, you add the pain of other people's actions and the lasting effect of the impact of their actions, sometimes an entire lifetime. I'm talking about child abuse, living with an alcoholic parent, bullies, perhaps a domestic partner. I have learned how downplaying or even ignoring, concealing the impact of any painful situation only feeds to the pain. It took me years, actually decades, to admit that I was abused as a child. This realization of my own parents and paternal grandmother that they could set me up was just too much to process. Accepting the truth was not about how old I was becoming. It was about being able to trust myself and embrace that this was my truth. This was my history. It's my story to tell. It's my story to feel. And it's my story to grieve. No one could do it for me. Yes, the people in my life supported me by taking on the role of listening to me, holding space for me as I grappled with my truth, believing in me, holding compassion for me, loving me until I could believe in myself, until I could bring compassion into my heart and love myself. For the record, not believing in yourself, not loving yourself, not holding compassion for yourself, all of that is part of the setup from the abuser, from the alcoholic parent, from the bully. It's important to understand that you were set up because if you are set up for something, it cannot be your fault. Control is the main ingredient in any quote unquote unhealthy relationship. The abuser, alcoholic parent, or the enabler, the bully, all of it use control to separate themselves from their pain that they are too ashamed to explore or to feel. Don't underestimate the path to exploring your feelings. It can be hard work. It can be painful work. That is why it's so important to 
honor yourself for taking this path, no matter how big the step is, how small the step is. It all adds up and it all has earned you the right to love yourself, to hold compassion for yourself. So if it's so hard, then you may be asking, well, why should I even do it? Because feelings are temporary. To feel will not kill you. What you do with those feelings, the actions, is where you may find your trouble. Feelings that are not expressed, they physically get trapped in your body. For example, I have felt feelings that my 10-year-old self felt as recently as a month ago. Once I bring a voice to those feelings, they are able to find closure. Was it safe for my 10-year-old self to voice those feelings when she was 10? Absolutely not. In fact, by not voicing them probably was a very wise choice. To express the feelings most likely would have resulted in more abuse, whether that looks like a physical or emotional abuse or even sexual abuse. As an adult, I am able to embrace her feelings, her shame and anger and grief, and to acknowledge it for what it is. The shame wasn't her shame. It never was and it never will be her shame. Anger that she felt, she has rightfully earned. And the grief that she felt, anyone would feel grief if they had had her experience. Once those feelings dissipate, the suicidal ideations from the 10-year-old are released. And if they come back, I, as the adult, can acknowledge her and her feelings and remind her that she can process them. She already has. What she is most likely feeling are the feelings that are still in her body, and they want a voice. Giving your feelings a voice by actually speaking or writing or painting or even taking a boxing class reduces suicidal ideations, and it brings comfort to your 10-year-old self or the part of you that needs to be heard. Why does it work this way? If you were able to enjoy my last conversations at Heal, I spoke about the power of using suicide as a messenger of pain. If we look at suicide, there is the feelings that activate the the thought of suicide. Then there is the immediate feelings of, I can't deal with my feelings. All I want to know is that I want to die to get away from those feelings. If you are able to slow your thought process down, you have a feeling, let's say you're having a feeling of shame and your immediate thought is, I want to get away from my shame. The only way I know how to immediately do that is to kill myself. I'm just picking shame up off my head. It it could be any feeling. What if you could have this idea of shame And then recognize that your immediate thought is to go to suicide because that's the quickest way you know to get rid of that shame. But what if you recognize that the suicide thought ideation was merely a messenger of how intense the shame is? Because that would like release this power, this hold that suicide has on you. You can look at the shame. Yes, it may hurt for a minute. It may hurt for a day. Imagine the joy of living your entire life 
and being able to have that tool that you can release these feelings that are triggering your suicide. Here's a personal example of what I mean. Let's look at abandonment. It took me years to apply abandonment into my my box of feelings, if you will. Of course, I have always understood that word as an adult. I use it in my writing, in my speaking, but to bring it into describing a feeling, forget about it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't even remember what the word was. Shame was another one of those words that took me years. And I'm not kidding when I say years, be able to apply that into my life to be able to say, oh, that's my shame to be able to say, oh, those feelings are from my abandonment feelings. I assure you that my feelings of abandonment showed up in my life every day whether I recognized them or not, they showed up as anger, as shame, as grief. And when I didn't know what to do with the heavy and painful abandonment feelings, I resorted to the one thing I did know what to do. And that was to bring in suicide or suicide ideations. Obviously, I didn't commit suicide. Here I am talking to you. I assure you, that my suicidal ideations had a very strong and lengthy action list. Did I know, could I say to you, I was feeling like death was the only option for me? I knew one thing, and that was I had to escape from those feelings. They were what I thought intolerable. I remember how it felt to embrace my feelings of abandonment. I'll be very transparent with you, The first time I could label my feelings with abandonment, I ended up in the hospital. I was in the inpatient care for five days. It was that or the suicidal ideations are going to win. And for my therapist, and I suppose deep down in my soul, for me, that was not an option. She and I both agreed that going into this inpatient hospital care was the best solution to help me get through this pain. Was it a picnic? Absolutely not. It wasn't fun. It was it was hard work. It was a picnic that I wouldn't want to go on again, but I would go on it again if I were in a situation that I needed someone else to help me, that it was beyond my control, that I needed someone to take care of me. The stay in the hospital got me stable and it allowed me to work through those deep, deep, painful feelings of abandonment. The memory that resulted in my hospital stay was like my own mother was stabbing me in my heart and turned the knife to make sure I got the message that she was not going to protect me. And somewhere in my body, I got that message and I heard that message for decades. Her message was reinforced every single time she left me and more importantly, didn't defend me. Was it painful to look at that truth, to feel it? You could know it was. How could it not have been? It tore me apart. But living my life free from the shame and the betrayal brought on by the abandonment have been worth the journey. Here's the truth. This is your life. This isn't your father's life. This isn't your sibling's life. 
This isn't your spouse's life. This isn't your mother's life. You have the steering wheel. Like I've shared before, this work cannot be done alone. Think about it. How could you possibly teach yourself something you know nothing about? If you did know, would you be in this predicament? Reach out to a therapist, a coach, someone you know is capable of getting you through feelings that are trapped in your body that immediately resort you to be going into suicidal ideations. Don't you think that your feelings have earned the right to be voiced? I know that feelings are hiding pain that is very healable. If you are feeling suicidal or if you are entertaining suicidal ideations, please reach out to the Suicide Prevention Hotline, 1-800-273-8255, And for my listeners who are outside of the United States, please reach out and find that number. Keep it in your wallet, someplace safe that only you know where it is so that you have a backup plan when these feelings overtake you. Feelings are temporary. Suicide is not. Please contact me at susan at conversationsatheal.com if I can support you on your healing journey. Leave a comment on Blog Talk or on iTunes to support me in reaching listeners who are also in search of living a life of peace and joy. Above all, remember, you are a lovable and capable human being. Thank you for listening to Conversations That Heal. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows more isn't always better. Unless we're talking about full-size vans. These beasts do more than get you from A to B. They have so much space a man can live in it. With shag carpeting, waterbed, and a sweet lava lamp, these mobile abodes have all the comforts of home. With quality parts and plenty of Napa know-how, you can keep the original tiny house running longer, stronger. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.